Broadcasting from the top of the Mount of Olives, it's Hannah Dupolansky Alderman Drive on News Talk BC. This is News Talk BC. Welcome back. Yes, you're with Hannah Dupolansky Alderman for another 60 minutes, give or take. It's been an absolutely fascinating show so far. Thanks so much for being involved and please continue to do so. Now, of course, you know you can phone us, you can text us, you can email me, that's Hannah with two N's at newstalkbc.com or you can tweet us directly at newstalkbc. Now, so far, we've had quite the variety this afternoon, haven't we? We've been talking the plague, of course. Is there any end in sight? Caesar and the political dramas of the year, the impressive Labourite dominance crushing the Nationalites. The Greenites and the Actites had a pretty good showing as well, come to think of it. We have been discussing the soaring prices of kibbutzes. question, of course, is will they plateau anytime soon? First kibbutz buyers have been well and truly shut out of the market and, quite frankly, may never realise their dream of owning a quarter acre of sand. Uh, the Roman census, of course, the BCAD switchover, and also interested in your thoughts on that weird occurrence in the sky, especially if you've seen it around your neck of the woods. But Michael's been very patiently waiting through the news. Hello, Michael. Uh, G'day, Hannah. Look, this one's going to be quick. All I need is a minute of your time. One minute, Michael. Okay, then away you go. It's these Romans, Hannah. The Romans. I've had a gutsful. Yeah. What have the Romans done this time? Well, aside from occupying the Promised Land, they've inflicted this snap census on us. It's a disaster. This this current Caesar and her hordes of pencil-pushing bureaucrats have been diabolical for small business owners like myself. I mean, mm. what are they thinking having a snap census in the middle of an empire-wide plague? I mean, come on. Well, you can't blame the plague on Caesar. So what kind of uh, line of work are you in, Michael? I'm in hospitality, uh, innkeeping to be precise. Oh, whereabouts? Oh, little town of Bethlehem. I run a very successful inn, the um, Bethlehem Inn. At least I did until the Empire turned up with a garrison of soldiers and turned it into one of their managed isolation facilities, whatever that means, with all these people returning to their hometown and their homeland for the census. I could have been making a fortune, but instead I'm turning people away, Hannah. I've had enough. Enough of the census? Yeah, not just the census, though, Hannah. The whole empirical system, it doesn't make sense. Right, so you're not so keen on the census because it's, bad for business. Well, yeah, but this is not just your everyday census. The Romans are forcing everyone, I mean, everyone to physically return to where they were born, so the traffic's mayhem. Mm. Donkey and camel pile-ups, honestly, this lot of morons, and because of all of these empirical edicts, we've got no room at the end. But surely you are being well compensated by the empire, aren't you? And with the taxpayer coin, I might add. Well, yeah, from a cash flow point of view, I mean, it's, it's humming like a top, but these social distancing and quarantine regulations are not conducive to happy customers and repeat business. I mean, just last night, we had a young bloke turn up from Galilee, which, as you know, is miles away. He's got a teenage wife on a manky old donkey. She's heavily pregnant, looked like she was about to give birth any moment, as a matter of fact, and I, I, I couldn't let them in. Well, it is an empire-wide plague, so of course you had to turn them away. Well, no, we didn't turn them away. I mean, it was late at night. You can't turn people away. She was going to have a baby. So what did you do? Well, we put them in the cow shed. We got a cow shed out the back and we invited them to stay in there. That sounds a little bit grim, doesn't it? Sending them to sleep with the animals. I, mean, I hope she didn't actually give birth in there. Uh, I've got no idea, actually. She might have even had it by now. It really, honestly, that sounds a bit rough, giving birth in a cow shed. Well, yeah, but, I mean, if she did give birth, I guess they could tuck the little one away in a manger. Well, is there a crib? For a bed? Yes. No. Won't there be cattle lowing? What if the baby awakes? They do do a bit of lowing, but I'd describe it as... Moderate lowing. So it's at a tolerable level. Yes, it's it's moderate to tolerable lowing. 
if you will. Okay, Michael, listen, thank you for your time. I need to move on. But just before you go, we have had reports about a bright light in the sky. Now, you said you were in Bethlehem. Have you seen anything out your way? Oh, don't get me started on the bright light, Hannah. The damn thing feels like it's directly overhead. I mean, last night it was so bright, my guests couldn't get any sleep. I had to give everyone sleeping masks on top of those plague masks. The guests all look like Egyptian mummies. (laughs) Thank you for your call, Michael. Down with the Romans. Well, Michael's minutes seem to take a bit longer than the rest of ours. Now, if you want to pick up on anything that Michael had to say, happy to take your thoughts as well. It's fairly obvious that Michael is not a fan of the census. Well, maybe you are. Maybe you've got some reasons why it is a great idea to have this snap census, as Michael calls it. Why don't you give me a call about that? Now, of course, there is also that weird occurrence in the sky. This has been fairly large in the news for the last wee while. People are now reporting that it's kind of over Bethlehem at the moment. Have you seen it? Have you experienced it? Give us a call. The plague, there are still deniers, but as we all know, the plague seems to actually be getting worse in Samaria, Persia, and especially in the far-off land ruled until recently by the Orange Lord, who has not taken kindly, by the way, to being ousted and has been disputing the outcome of that battle. The BC to AD switchover, want to talk about that. Everyone knows that we are changing the calendar from BC to AD because, well... We have run out of numbers. I mean, whose genius idea was it to count down every year? But here we are. We are in the final week. So question is, are you ready? Of course, we are also talking about Caesar's quashing of that Nationalite uprising just over two lunar cycles ago. Now, lucky for them, this current Caesar is not big on crucifixions, an empire of kindness, so progressive. You've got to hand it to her. She is a very popular Caesar. Some say it's because of the way that she's handling the plague, and we are pretty much plague-free in this neck of the woods. And she is a very good communicator. What do you say? You can phone me. You can email me, you can tweet me, or you can text on IXIIIXII. Jesus, Roman numerals drive you nuts, don't they? Anyway, this is News Talk BC. Hello, Ruth. Oh, hello, Hannah. Oh, I love your show. Oh, thank you, Ruth. Now, look, I live up Bethany Way, up by the northernmost point of the Dead Sea. Yes, Bethany, I spent a a bit of time there water skiing at the Dead Sea in my youth. It's very buoyant, isn't it? Good place to learn. Yes, well, we're very happy here. Now, I was just hearing that lovely man, um, the innkeeper, Michael. Yes, he's a regular, very opinionated, not a fan of Caesar. Mm, Yeah, well, he was talking about the lights being over Bethlehem. The funny thing is that two nights ago, it seemed to be right above Bethany. Filled the sky it did. It looked absolutely beautiful. Okay, so you're in Bethany. That is a two-day journey from Bethlehem? Yeah, but it's moved west now, hasn't it? Right, so you're saying it's moved from the east to the west? Yeah. Last night it definitely looked further west, so it would be moving from the east to the west. Hmm, Okay, well, thanks for your call, Ruth. Oh, look, hang on, hang on. While I've got you, do you know what else occurs to me? What's that? Figs. Figs? Yeah, price of figs has skyrocketed. Do you think it's related? (laughs) No, I don't think that that is related. Because honestly, they've gone so high. Well, I do love figs, but I don't think... Oh, I know you do, Hannah. I've been listening to your show for so long now. 
I know everything about you. You love figs, don't you? I do love a fig. And you know what I'm going to do? I've got a lovely recipe for figgy pudding. And next time I'm in Jerusalem, I'm coming right round to your studio. I'm going to give you a nice big figgy pudding. You're going to bring me some figgy pudding? I'm going to bring you some figgy pudding. Oh, I wish you could bring it to me right now. Oh, look, I would if I could. And I will next time I'm in Jerusalem. Don't you worry. Well, look, that's very kind, Ruth, but we do need to move on. Bye-bye now. All right. Love your show, Hannah. Love your show. Thank you, Ruth. All right. The BCAD switchover, the plague, the plague masks, the and of course that weird occurrence in the sky we'll be talking it all here with Hannah Dupolanski Alderman on News Talk BC Hi, Ahmed here from Ahmed's Used Camels. Are you sick and tired of your old ass? Struggling to get your growing family onto a dreary dromedary or do you want something with a little more hum for your drachma? It's time to upgrade your camel or trade in your ass at Ahmed's Used Camels We've got the biggest selection of used camels this side of the Jordan, and all our camels come with a 12-month non-reflux guarantee. So you won't have your best tunic spat on by one of our guys. Our sales team pride themselves on their extremely aggressive haggling, so get in there today. We'll even treat you to a cup of lukewarm apple tea, and there's a sandpit for the kids out the back. A really big sandpit. Get off your ass and onto a used camel from Ahmed's today. Well, it's that time again to touch base with our very good friend Zakia Sakaria to talk drying goodbye, the original sand, dust and dirt remover. So what have you got for us today, Zach? Well, Hannah, the original sand, dust and dirt remover and from the stable of public bathlets and locust away comes dry and goodbye. I don't know about you, but I'm sick of having to clean my Roman sandals off every time I enter the house. Did you know the average Hebrew spend six and a half years over their whole life just cleaning their sandals? Well, no more. Just pour dry and goodbye into our patented rectangular container inside your front door. Step in, step out, and say goodbye to the sand, dust, and dirt. Your sandals are clean and dry immediately. Hannah, some people tell me it's a miracle product. I hope you've got a miracle with your price. What's the deal you've got for us today? Ah, for you and your listeners, Hannah, until the sun is at its peak tomorrow, we'll give you two bushels of dry and goodbye for the price of one. That's two for the price of one. Now, you can't do better than that. Sounds great. And how do our listeners get this incredible deal? Just drop into one of our three stores, Judea-wide, in Galilee, Bethlehem, or visit our superstore on the road to Damascus. Now, Hannah, am I going to see you and Barry down at the Golden Sands for 18 holes this Saturday? Bartholomew and I would not miss that for all the tea in Persia. I'll see you at the 19th. Jerusalem's number one talk station, News Talk BC. BC. For the biggest personalities. Those money changes down the temple, their exchange rates are an absolute disgrace. Big issues. Yeah, I'd love to see someone go down there and just overturn their tables. Hot conversation. So when I was over in Egypt to run the Cairo Marathon, I saw those pyramids and I've got to say, those things are impressive. For the strongest opinion. Olympics cancelled, gladiators cancelled, no tabernacle gatherings. These plague restrictions are getting out of control. The best sporting comment. Frankly, I can't see how a gladiator can be accused of match-fixing. More news, more views, more debate. Jerusalem's number one talk station. News Talk BC. News Talk BC. Going deeper into the headlines, it's Hannah Dupolanski-Alderman on News Talk BC. This is Newstalk BC and you are with Hannah Dupolanski-Alderman. Now, to an email from Abdullah. Abdullah says that he is a travelling merchant. He's talking about the weird occurrence in the sky. This is what he says. 
I have been in a caravan for several weeks. We were traveling from Susa to Babylon and it felt like the light was following us. Well, that would make sense, actually. And it does fit with what Ruth said earlier, going from the east to the west. So it kind of lines up. Uh, To a tweet from Hagar, these plague lockdowns are an abuse of power from the empire. When will the people wake up and see that this is just another way for the empire to control the people? Hagar, do you realise that what you're suggesting is essentially mob rule, a democracy, as opposed to the dictatorship that we are currently living under? Honestly, you progressives are such a bunch of -of out-of-touch tree-huggers. Mate, you are dreaming. Anyway... Hello, Malachi. All right, Hannah. Uh, I'm just wondering, are you prepared yet? Prepared for what, Malachi? For the mayhem. The mayhem that's going to start in the new year. Ah, so you're talking about the millennium hysteria over the big switchover from BC to AD? Of course I am. Look, I've been saying for a long time now that something terrible is on its way. Look, Malachi, most people are just saying this is just a change in the calendar. What could really go wrong? Well, first off, the Romans. Whilst they may not have done anything for the people of Judea, they are not dumb. They've issued this empire-wide proclamation that unrest will not be tolerated. Why on earth would they say that unless something was going to happen? Well, maybe they just heard calls like this and they're just covering their backsides. Look, Anna, you've got your head in the sand. Our whole calendar has been counting down. And you've got to ask, to what? What is it counting down to? I'll tell you what. AD stands for Armageddon Day. There'll be riots in the streets. The banks will have a whole load of useless abacuses, or abacai, as I prefer to say. They're not going to work anymore. And haven't you heard those soapbox rabbis saying that the people's sundials will be going the wrong way? I mean, who knows? Yeah, and maybe even the sand in the hourglass, Malachi, will start floating up from the bottom to the top. Look, love, don't you patronise me. I am not a nutter. But if you haven't been stockpiling food... You're stuffed. It's the end of the world, I tell you. Oh, hang on, Malachi. Now, if the world is going to end, why are you stockpiling food? There's no need to be facetious here. I don't mean the literal end of the world. I mean the end of the world as we know it. It will be chaos and anarchy on the streets. You won't be so smug when you're not broadcasting from your ivory tower next week. And don't you dare come begging to meet the food. You can starve. Right. Okay. There's at least one every show, isn't there? Probably one of those round earthers too, I'd imagine. Anyway, you're with News Talk BC. G'day, Noel. Uh, no, it's actually pronounced Noel. Sorry, what was that? N- Noel? Noel. Noel? Noel. Oh, sorry, Noel. That's a beautiful name. You know, in all my years in radio, I reckon you might be the first Noel I've ever had on the show. The first Noel. Yes. What would you like to talk about? Well, Hannah, I just want to quickly mention the chariot booster seats that you were talking about in the past hour. Yeah, no problems. We've had a lot of talk on that earlier this afternoon, haven't we? Now, for those of you who've just tuned in, we were talking about Caesar's new proclamation that children under three cubits tall need to be in new Roman-approved booster seats in chariots. Go ahead, Noel. What's your view on this? I just want to say, how dear the empire tell me how to look after my children. Well, look, you have to concede, don't you, Noel, that the empire really has the interests of your children at heart by bringing in the safety regulations around booster seats. I mean, you'll be aware of the stats on accidents involving children in chariots. They make for really grim reading. No, Hannah. I've seen those stats, and the empire has fudged the data. Half of those accidents involving children weren't even chariots at all. Those were kids falling off donkeys and camels. 
And everyone knows that donkeys and camels aren't as safe as chariots. Well, I don't know. You can't afford a chariot. Do you know you shouldn't be on the road? Well, these proclamations are coming out thick and fast. Next, they'll be telling us that we can't flog our own children. I am sick and tired of this woke Roman Empire trying to control our lives. What makes them think they can have any say in how I raise my kids? Okay, don't get your toga in a twist over this one. Because they rule the known world, it actually doesn't give them any right to dictate to me and my family. It's all just more PC nanny empire garbage. And if there's any officials listening, you can go tell Shisa to keep her Roman nose out of my business. Okay, thank you. And you know what? Another. Okay. Thanks very much, Noel. We're going to leave it there. If anyone uses the name Shizar or just Caesar, you know I'm going to cut you off. I'm not having any of that disrespect on my show. It is sexist and it is just plain rude. Ave Maria. Ave Hannah. Look, I wondered, could I just jump back and talk about the census for a minute? Yeah, of course you can. Cool, cool, cool. Look, we're up in Nazareth, you know, near Cana in Galilee. Well, this census, look, I think it's good for business. Business has been tough. You know, with the plague, especially on travel and tourism. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so my, my brother Aaron and I, we've got a small donkey rental business. You may have heard of us. We're called Nazareth Discount Donkey Rentals. I, I tell you what, I can't say I've heard of you, but I am sure that you are a great company. Oh, the best, the best. You've got to check out our asses. Anyway, with everybody having to go back to their hometowns, you know, for the census, we were able to double our prices. We haven't got a single donkey left. We're completely booked out. You know, the tourism industry needed a boost like this. Sure, sure. Look, it is good for some, but what about all of those people that the census is putting out of pocket? Oh, like, like who? Well, like everybody who has to pay a premium for their hotels, increased travel costs. I mean, you just said yourself that you've doubled your rates. Oh, oh, well, look, look, look. It's not like I'm a cold-hearted tax collector here. Come on, we're we're also helping out a lot of people here at Nazareth Discount Donkey Rentals. A lot of people. Mary, did you know most people actually pay for their advertising on this station? (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. It's um, Maria. Not Mary, oh. but let me tell you, uh, there was this young couple, and we helped him out. It was like a few days ago. Clearly, didn't have much money. She was so pregnant, and he seemed pretty worried about the whole journey up ahead. So we rented him a donkey for half price. It was the small one, but it should get them to be for him and back without breaking down. Okay, so you have doubled your prices, and then you gave them a half price donkey rental. Thank you for your call, Ave Maria. Now, I have just had a note handed to me by my producer. Uh, We have had some calls to the newsroom telling us that there are some academics in town who have been studying this weird occurrence uh, in the sky for a wee while now. Now, now it looks like we have managed to track them down. I guess that we are probably going to be talking to them here next on News Talk BC. But right now, it is time for the news headlines. BC Headlines. With the new EV Eco Camel, for a smooth and economic ride, choose Solar Humps. The accommodation shortage is hitting hard with inns and hotels overwhelmed through Judea as people are forced to travel to their hometowns to register in the Roman census. The problem has been compounded by the plague, with many hotels being commandeered by the Empire as managed isolation facilities. Bethlehem innkeeper Michael Hosea King says that he has been forced to improvise by putting up desperate travellers in unsanitary overflow accommodation. 
An accident with a blowtorch appears to be responsible for the huge fire that destroyed the roof on the new Colosseum being built in downtown Rome. One senator has made the controversial suggestion that they cut costs and simply continue to build the Colosseum without a roof. The price of housing in Jerusalem and Judea has skyrocketed due to an influx of returning countrymen, coupled with historically low interest rates. That's the view of visiting Roman economist Condominium Hideous, speaking at the Jaffa Gate Housing Conference. The solution, he says, is to increase supply, but warned that even Rome wasn't built in a day. A strict four-mile-per-hour tolerance will be enforced on the roads for the remainder of this holiday season. Head Centurion for the Roman Transport Authority, Speedius Maximus, reiterated this morning that those who flout their decrees will be mercilessly flogged. News updates every 20 minutes or as it breaks on News Talk BC. This week at FRM's Fishing Supplies, we'll have you walking on water. Yeah! Whether you're commercial or just recreational, FRM's has all the fishing gear you need. Yeah! This week, it's nothing but net. Big nets, little nets, thin nets, heavy nets, nets for the left side of your boat, nets for the right side of your boat. We've got nets for the whole family. Check out the latest in triple knotted nets all the way from Mesopotamia. Hey! But be in quick. Take advantage of our special offer. No payments until 1 AD at Ephraim's Fishing Supplies. Hey! But wait, there's more. If you buy our new Mesopotamian 12-foot net, you'll get a set of Egyptian fishing knives absolutely free. Don't miss out on our fantastic deals at Sidon, Caesarea, Joppa and Galilee. Stocks are limited. Hurry, offer in soon. Conditions apply. See in store for details. Catch them, cut them, net them, got them. F-Range Fishing Supplies. F-A-M's, we make fishers of men. Hey there, Bronze Man here. From this Sabbath, you should see voting scrolls arriving at your place asking this question. Should Hittite hemp be legalized in the Roman Empire or continue to be punishable by a gentle flogging? Currently, floggings, crucifixions, or worse, are left to the centurion's discretion. So it's your chance to have your voice heard on this very important issue. It's an empire-initiated referendum, and Caesar wants to hear your views. You may be interested in hers, but she's not saying until after the results are in. You've got until the end of the current lunar cycle to have your vote counted. Keep your eyes peeled for the Hittite Hemp Legalization Referendum Voting Scrolls arriving at your house from this Sabbath. You know, you ought to buy a dozen juicy figs as a gift for a loved one. But the idea of joining those messy, busy, smelly throngs at the Temple Bazaar is just, uh, is it too much? Well, we've got the fabulous news for you. We sell only top quality, premium grade figs and deliver them to your doorstep by highly trained courier pigeon. We are Flying Figs. It is so easy. You'll want to give a fig to everyone you know. Now, you don't have any excuse to not give a fig because you can give a flying fig. Phone, text or email hannah at newstalkbc.com. News Talk BC and during the break my very resourceful producer has tracked down a visiting academic who just happens to be in town as it turns out specifically to study this very strange bright light in the sky above Jerusalem that has been causing such a stir. Now it is my great pleasure to welcome to the show Associate Professor of Astronomy Dr Ali Baltazar from Eastern University. Dr Baltazar, 
welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So I understand you've been tracking these events in our skies for a while now. So what can you tell us? Well, what you're seeing across the whole sky is essentially refraction or the light spilling from a single celestial source. It's so bright. It's actually a bit hard to make out, but we're reasonably confident that it is, in fact, a star. Okay. So if it is a star, we are having reports that it is travelling across the sky from the east. Now, a star travelling, that doesn't sound like any star that I've ever seen. Well, you'd certainly be right in that assertion. That's what makes this all so interesting. It's become a bit of an obsession, you see, for myself and a couple of my colleagues. We've been bearing gifts and traversing afar, over field and fountain, more and mountain, following yonder star. So if you've been following a star, I guess we can say we've established that it is a moving star then. Yes, yes, exactly. We believe that this star was foretold hundreds of years ago and is written about in our Holy Scrolls. Well, look, I've never professed to be someone who knows the Holy Scrolls very well, so I'm going to have to take your word for it. But you did mention gifts. Now, what are the gifts for? Well, they're for the new king. New king? We're... We've only got the old one around here, King Herod of the Jews. I mean, if you can call him a king, because he seems more like a Roman puppet to me. Well, that's what the star means. That's what it's indicating. There'll be a new king born in Israel. So are you telling us that hundreds of years ago, the holy books predicted that Herod would have a son, i.e. the next king? Look, we don't know exactly when or exactly where, or actually for that matter, to whom the new king will be born. So I can't really speculate on that. But what I can say is that this event has been spoken of for hundreds of years. And the fact that this star has actually shown up is evidence enough for me and my colleagues, of course, that this celestial event will culminate in a new king being born. Very soon, in fact, if not already. So um, if what you say is true, the tabloids are going to have a field day with them. This is very big news, isn't it? I agree, Anna. I've devoted my entire life to studying these things back home in the Orient. And this sign may very well be a turning point in world history. So yes, as you say, it is big news. Associate Professor of Astronomy from Eastern University, Dr. Ali Baltazar, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Well, uh, let's call that a confirmation, shall we? We have a single star moving overhead according to the academics from Eastern University. Now listen, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, so be quick though because the lines are going crazy. Phone, text, email, we're going to talk about it any way you like on Jerusalem's number one talk station, News Talk BC. Hello, Eli. Yeah, Hannah, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. And I'll tell you what, with stuff like this going on, it's certainly a good day to work in radio. Yeah, 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 not true. Now, you asked if anyone wants to comment on the star, and I guess we can call it a star now, since your last guest says it's a star. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, see, I've been saying to everyone for days, guys, this is a star. But everyone's been telling me that's garbage because stars don't move like that. But I told them, hey... What else could it be? Yeah, sure. Anyway, I don't really care what it means. It's all good with me because it's like daylight saving on steroids, eh? Yeah. <laughs> See, we've been staying up late yep. with the boys, having the extra long barbie, playing footy at midnight, just because we can. And saving on those uh, outdoor lighting bills. Think of the power saving tape. <laughs> hey, well, enjoy that footy tonight if you're out under that star. G'day, Josiah. Hey, um, it was interesting uh, listening to your astronomy professor a few minutes ago. 
because uh, it ties in with a theory of, I've had for a while now uh, about the BC to AD switchover. All right. Tell us your theory. Well, it goes like this. Um, what if the star uh, is, in fact, a sign of the king, as, as stated, but not a normal king? Right. So what if it's predicting, for example, the king of kings, as in the Messiah? Mm. And uh, what if AD stood for Anno Domini? Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, you know, saying what if. What if AD stood for the year of our Lord? And and what if the star was a, was a sign that the Messiah was finally uh, coming? Yeah, look, that's fair. I mean, it is a possibility. But then again, I mean, everything is a possibility. You know, at some stage, every man in their 30s with a beard thinks that they are the next Messiah. So, look, I take your point and I appreciate your call, but it's just... I think the conditions are perfect, is all I'm saying. I just think the time is right. And I'm just putting it out. Yeah, well, thanks, Josiah, for putting the cat amongst the pigeons. I'm sure the telephone lines will light up now. No worries. Hi there, Judith. Hi, Hannah. Loving your show today. Oh, you're very kind, Judith. Now, what would you like to talk about? Well, Hannah, I just love the idea of a new royal baby. Oh, well, look at this stage. That is just speculation. The idea of a new royal baby is just wonderful. Well, you're obviously a big fan of the royals then, Judith. Yes, Hannah. Although I'm not a fan of that new show about the royal family that's going on down at the amphitheatre. Oh, you mean the wreath. Yes, it's so inaccurate. Makes King Herod look like he's the bad guy. Well, Judith, now you were phoning about the new royal baby. If that's true, that would be big news. I know. Every time there's a royal celebration, I get a commemorative plate and a spoon and a tea towel and a biscuit tin and a full set of royal stamps. I love it. Here's a question for you. Now, our last caller referenced the star as potentially being a sign, pointing to Herod's son maybe being the Messiah. What would you say to that? Oh, that'd be lovely. I just love everything to do with the palace and that lovely young King Herod. His mother must be so proud. Look at the beautiful temple he built. But those grandchildren, always in the tabloids. Can you believe the one who married the foreigner and moved to Babylon? I don't know how he keeps his composure. Mm, to be honest, I think we've all talked enough about those two. But babies are just delightful. A new royal baby. I just can't think of anything better. Mm, yes, thank you for your call, Judith. OK, bye, Hannah. Long live King Herod. And down with the Romans. All right then. Well, we had a caller a bit earlier, you might recall, who was mentioning what AD was all about. You know this conversation about the changing of our calendar from BC to AD. It has, of course, been going on for years now. And he was saying, if you missed the call, it stood for Anno Domini which means Year of Our Lord. Now, that's his guess. Since then, the texts have been going crazy. Lots of texts coming in. Sorry, I haven't had a chance to, to get to all of them. But someone here says AD stands for another day. In other words, just another day. No big deal. No significance around it, which is kind of what I tend to believe, to be honest. But there are a few people who are asking about our name. I mean, someone here says, are you going to change your call sign? That means they're asking if we're going to go from News Talker BC to News Talk AD. 
well, look, I'm, I'm, I don't know why we would. I don't see why we need to. It is a bit ridiculous to be changing at the drop of a hat, don't you think? I mean, if you're going to change it to News Talk AD, why don't you just throw any old letters after News Talk? I mean, you could put a Z and a B at the end of it if you wanted to, random don't you think? Anyway, thank you for all of your texts. Keep them coming in. You can text us and tell us what AD means in your opinion. Now, there has been a flurry of activity in the newsroom around the idea of getting confirmation or not that Herod's wife is pregnant. If we are to believe that this star in the sky is the sign of a new king, I guess talking to the palace is a good place to start. Here are some news headlines for you. BC Headlines. With cutting-edge circumcisions, 50% off. According to visiting academics from Eastern University, the mysterious light in the Judean sky appears to be a star. Associate Professor of Astronomy Dr Ali Baltazar spoke with Hanadu Polanski-Elderman earlier today, stating that he and his colleagues were confident that it is a single star. Rumours are now rife that the star is a sign of a new king being born. The combination of the plague and the Roman census has been blamed for traffic congestion in various parts of Judea, with reports of a six-camel pile-up on the road to Damascus. The Roman Transport Authority has asked donkey riders in particular to increase their following distance to avoid further nose-to-tail accidents. And in sport, scandal at the Colosseum. Undefeated gladiator and crowd favourite Maximus Oblivious has given an emotional apology to his owners for flaunting Colosseum regulations. He denies all knowledge of illegal drug use, saying his physician had prescribed the performance-enhancing potion elongated sparium for medical reasons. News updates every 20 minutes or as it breaks on News Talk BC. G'day Judea, it's your old mate Barabbas the Butcher and we got a deal for you. We're getting fired up for the barbecue season with donkey thighs, sacrificial lamb and camel snitchel. All just two iron shinkles a pound. That's donkey, lamb and camel. All top cuts and cut price. Not to mention Barabbas the Butcher's famous goat sausages. Some people say they're the best sausages in the known world. Come in and see us. Barabbas the Butcher stores empire wide. And of course, go the mighty Nazarene warriors. You know, my old grandmother always used to tell me, you look after the shekels, the denarios look after themselves. Well, that might have been true of her generation, back in the 50s BC. But these days, it's not so easy to make the shekels stretch. And you don't want to be some schmuck in a financial stook getting schmoozed by a dodgy money changer's stick. Oy vey, you want a bank you can trust. The team at West Bank, now they're the kosher deal, not the shyster in sight. Our bank, your bank, the West Bank. They'll keep your shackle safe. Conditions apply. Offer not available to Roman citizens, shepherds, slaves, lepers, women or Samaritans. Julius, darling, this festival of Janus, let's stay up at Corinth at the Isthmus Resort. With the plague ravaging most of the known world, are you looking for a place to escape? Imagine the white sands of the Corinthian Isthmus. Kick off your Roman sandals while a bronzed Adonis serves you nude grapes and amphora of sacrificial wine. Warm, Mediterranean, white, sandy beaches. Relax at the picture-perfect Isthmus Resort. 
there's no need to quarantine. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> Call 0800 Last Resort. Missed part of the show? Listen back online at newstalkbc.com. Talk BC and through some very good work by my team out there in the production studio, I am pleased to say that we have managed to get hold of Deborah Hammerstein from Herod's Palace. And we thank you, Ms. Hammerstein, for giving us a few minutes. No problem, Hannah. Look, we've had reports that what we now know is a star in the sky is actually a sign of a new king being born. And we're looking for confirmation one way or the other that King Herod's wife is pregnant, Ms. Hammerstein. Can you comment on this, please? <laughs> I can assure you, Ms. Polanski Alderman, that Mrs. Herod is, has not given birth. She is not pregnant and she has actually been misinformed. Well, look, our sources are telling us differently. If a king is to be born, then surely the only logical conclusion is that Herod, King Herod, is expecting a son. <laughs> no, Hannah. I'm sorry to say that's fake news. You know, the lamestream media has been at it again and there is no baby. Look, Deborah. I understand that you are giving us the official line, but you know that Herod needs a boost in his popularity ratings at the moment. Herod's wife is expecting, isn't she? No, Hannah, I don't know where you got your information from, but you are barking up the wrong on a tree. The Queen has been at the temple every Sabbath for the past six months. She's been seen by thousands and thousands of people, so if she were to be pregnant, don't you think the whole of Judea would have known about it already? (laughs) Now, The palace would be more than happy to talk to you about any number of King Herod's latest building projects, which he might just call his new babies. (laughs) But I would think even you would agree, Hannah. King Herod has been too busy with his fabulous building projects to even consider having more children. Okay, Deborah, we do appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And no doubt we will talk again soon. Thank you, Hannah. That's Deborah Hammerstein, media spokesperson for Herod's Palace. Now, listening to that was our News Talk BC political editor, Bartholomew Schofer. Barry, what do you make of that? Well, frankly, Hannah, I'm not at all surprised to hear a denial from the palace, although after all the wives Herod's had, who could blame them if they've lost count of the children? (laughs) Sure, Barry. But what about the rumours of a new king being born? Well, Hannah, as you know, Herod's a tremendously jealous and narcissistic king if there is a new royal heir. He's not one to deck the halls with boughs of holly. In fact, tis the season to be jolly worried, I'd say. We all know how Herod deals with threats to his throne. Yeah, you know, that's true. I mean, he has a reputation for disposing of threats, even when they are his own flesh and blood. Exactly, Hannah. So, I suspect Herod will be very anxious to find the source of these rumours and put an end to anyone who is trying to undermine his claim to the Judean throne, which is tenuous at best. Who knows what lengths he'd go to to hold on to power. Yeah, thanks, Barry. See you for dinner? Falafels? Sounds good. Well, that feels like a bit of a dead end to me now because either the academics are wrong or it's a different king, not from Herod's line, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. I'm happy to take your thoughts around this, so give us a call, drop me a text, send me an email, hannah at newstalkbc.com, or you can tweet us as well, at newstalkbc. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for holding. Oh, no worries, Hannah. How are you going? Yeah, yeah, very well, thank you. What have you got for us? Well, I'm ringing up about one topic, but before I get on to that, that woman that you've just had on from the palace, 
she's actually dead right with what she's saying. And I'm going to tell you why. The foretelling of the Messiah says that he's going to be a descendant of King David, right? Mm. King Herod is not one of King David's descendants. So, yeah, the new baby king is not going to be born to Herod or anyone in this family anytime soon. So if you have a look at your holy book, you'll discover that that's the case. But anyway, that's not what I'm phoning for. Fair enough. Let us move on then. So what's next? Well, I'm an older mum, and I've got a six-month-old myself, actually. Oh, Johnny! No, baby, spit that out. Put that down. Ugh, yucky, yucky. Is that a locust, honey? Oh, look, oh, I'm sorry. That's just my Johnny. He's got this bug-eating thing going on Oh, at look, the don't, don't worry about it. I am sure that it is just a phase. Surely he will just grow out of it. <laughs> I hope so. Anyways, I'm worried about the world our little Johnny will be growing up in. They're all talking about this Messiah, like he'll lead a violent, bloody revolution against the Romans. And I just, I hope they're wrong, Hannah. I really, really do. The world's a violent enough place as it is. We, we don't need any more bloodshed. Yeah, I can understand what you're saying. I mean, especially from a mum with a new baby. How old did you say the wee one was? Johnny? Oh, he's six months old. Yeah. Anyways, if the Messiah was to come soon, I wouldn't be surprised if everyone misses him anyway. He'll be right under everyone's noses and we won't even know he's there. Hey, Elizabeth, thank you for your call. (laughs) Okay. Hey, thanks, Hannah. Good day, Simeon. How are you today? Good, thanks. Look, it's been a really interesting hour of talkback for me. You've had a couple of callers with some really interesting thoughts, like like that guy with the BC to AD theory. You mean Josiah? Yeah, just not uh, talking about us moving into, you know, Domini, year of our Lord. And then there was Elizabeth talking about the possibility of the Messiah coming soon. That's right. Yeah. Well, that really resonates with me because, you see, I work at the temple. And a few years ago now, God told me clear as day that I would see the Messiah in my lifetime. Well, that's quite a claim there, Simeon. Well, yes, it is quite a claim, but I tell you what, I am certain it is true. All right, then. Anyway, um, I've been waiting a long time now, and I figure the Messiah must be getting here pretty soon. Because I'm not a spring chicken anymore, you know. I mean, my eyes are failing, uh, I've thrown out my back, my knees aren't what they used to be, and... Frankly, I don't think I've got many years left. So I reckon if God's going to show him to me, which he said he would, he'd better pull his finger out. Okay, Simeon, thank you so much for your call. Yeah, Uh, cheers. Hello, Benjamin. Yeah, uh, Benji, if you don't mind. Oh, sorry. Hi, Benji. My mother calls me Benjamin. All right. Hey, listen, I've never phone called back before, but uh, I've been listening and... uh, well, I reckon we've got the answers everyone's been looking for. I'm glad someone does. Well, I, I just tuned in a few minutes ago and caught your interview with the lady from the palace thing. Well, mate, I think everyone's seeing this all wrong. Really? Do tell. Well, I mean, it's a bit of a story, sir. Well, you might not believe me because it's pretty crazy, but look, I'm a sheep farmer. Right? <laughs> Come around, turn on the lift here. <laughs> oh, gee, dogs, you can't trust my business, God. Anyway, well, I'm more of a herder, really. I just you know, can't say I actually own the farm. Uh, and I was out in the field with the others watching the flocks at night, all seated on the ground, yeah, like you do, roasting chestnuts over an open fire. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah, just abiding. <laughs> then, gosh, 
throat, this massive as light appears. I mean, shining all around us. I mean, but it wasn't just a light. It was more like a really, really big person glowing like they'd had a nuclear attack on them. I mean, I've never seen an angel before, uh, but I'd say that that's what it was. And we were totally packing ourselves, mate. I mean, I thought I was due for a change. <laughs> anyway, don't freak out. It said, and then it said, I've got great news. There's great news for everyone. A new king's been born over in Bethlehem. A king not like anything else. And head over there now, he's lying in the animals' feeding trough. I thought that was weird. How would you have a king born in the trough? Anyway, suddenly there were stacks more angels filling up the sky. Seriously. I mean, there were thousands of these things. Their wings were huge and feathers all over the place. Uh, uh, and they were all singing. God's awesome, and he wants to be at peace with all these people. Big songs, army. It was just extraordinary. I couldn't believe it. Look, you have to forgive me for saying this, but you are the only person telling this story. It's not... Why, are you calling me a liar? No, 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 no. I'm not calling you a liar, but just from sitting here, hearing it from you, it does sound a bit, well, uh, fanciful. That's all I'm saying. Fanciful. That's a very interesting word. Uh, fair enough, to be honest, I'd probably be thinking the same as you, but it wasn't just me. There were loads of other blokes around looking after the sheep as well. I mean, let me finish quickly, all right? And you won't, then you, I'm sure you'll just completely believe everything I've got to say. Sure. Off you go. Okay. Well, off we went, right? We're down the hill into Bethlehem. And when we got there, we found the baby. I'm just like the angel said, lying in the animal's feeding trough. <laughs> Incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> an absolutely weird place for a baby king to be born. I mean, makes you wonder what sort of king he's going to grow up to be, eh? I mean, I hope he's the good one, but, you know, he's born in a trough, for goodness sake. Okay, bear with me, because I'm just trying to figure this one out. You're telling me that the long-awaited Messiah has just been born, not to a couple of royals, but to a couple of peasants in a cow shed. Yeah. I mean, look, how do you even know that he was the baby that you were looking for? The angels angels didn't exactly give me a GPS coordinate, did they? But how often do you see a baby in a feeding trough, eh? I mean, all I can say is the details that the angels gave us were absolutely bloody spot on, mate. So when I heard you interviewing that lady from the palace, I thought, poor, she's got it all wrong, <laughs> thinking that it's Herod's baby. Uh, those other callers, mate, you've been talking to, they were getting close. So I thought I'd better phone up and tell you what I've just seen. Well, my disconnect is that I can't really see why a king would be born in a cow shed. What's wrong with having a king born in a cow shed? means he's probably a real person. Mm. Well, I don't really care if you choose to believe me or not, to be honest. But if you think you'd like to speak to the father, well, literally, he's only a couple of minutes down the road. I can head back there if you like, and you can have a chat with him. You'd do that? You'd head back for us? Yeah, well, of course it would. Look, that would be awesome. Let me just pass you back to my producer, Phil. Can you just have a chat to Benji? Uh, we will just see if we could get the father on the line. Thanks for that, Benji. No problem. Tomorrow in the Jerusalem Herald, we look at whether legalising Hittite hemp would mean fewer people being thrown to the lions. We investigate if the Empire's Plague Tracker app should be mandatory for all stalls in the Grand Bazaar. The banks are giving assurances that the BC to AD millennium switchover will not cause any confusion with their abacuses. In our science section, we talk with a radical fringe sect of conspiracy theorists known as round earthers. Are they crazy or are they just plain stupid? Plus, in our lifestyle lift out the Galilee Goss, it girl Jezebel finally speaks out about the scandalous rumours of her and King Herod. The Jerusalem Herald, out tomorrow. Community notices with the all-new iTablet. Now even thinner, just three inches of solid rock.
Don't throw away those empty wineskins. This Saturday, the Dead Sea Scouts are having a citywide wineskin recycling drive to raise money for their Sinai summer camp. Watch out for a specially marked camel on your street. Just bring out your empty wineskins and an official Dead Sea Scout will be happy to take those away for you. A great opportunity to help a worthy cause while recycling and cleaning up our city. Because a tidy land is a holy land. Caring for our community. The all-new iTablet and News Talk BC. It's Hannah Dupolansky Alderman Drive on News Talk BC. This is News Talk BC, and you're with Hannah Dupolansky Alderman. Just a few minutes to go before the end of the show. It's been a very interesting afternoon here. Now, unless you're living in a cave, you will be aware of our big topic the strange occurrence in the sky, the lights in the sky over Judea. Now, we had a visiting academic on earlier who has confirmed that the bright light is, in fact, a single star. And by his account, at least, this single star is the sign of a new king being born right here in Judea. Uh, We have had some pretty remarkable calls since that, including our last one. His account was that he saw more lights in the sky. He heard voices as well, people singing. And he claims that these people, these visions, were angels. Now, what is more, the angels were telling him and his colleagues to head down to Bethlehem where they'd find the baby in, of all places, a cow shed. Now, that eyewitness was a shepherd, and I know what you think about shepherds. They are not really on Judea's most trusted list, but he seemed very genuine. So let's go with that for now, okay? So he has claimed that the baby seemed to be somehow kind of special. He even referenced the child by calling him a new king. Now, he's headed back to the cow shed for us to try and get the father of this baby on the phone. And we are about to talk to that father, I believe, Actually, I'm looking at my producer. Right, Yep, we are about to talk to the father who, by all accounts and by logic, I guess, if this is a new king, would have to be some kind of royal. Um, yeah, okay, Joe, J- Joseph. Okay, Joseph from, all right. Good afternoon, Joseph of Nazareth. Uh, hello. It's Hannah Duplansky-Alderman here, Joseph. Thanks for giving us a few minutes. Are you okay to chat right now? Because you're uh, live right now on the radio, News Talk BC. Oh, wow. Uh, shivers. Uh, I could probably chat for a minute or two, sure. Oh, fantastic. Now, we understand that there's been a birth, so congratulations to you and the mum. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we, we really appreciate that. Everyone okay, Joseph? Because we heard this happen really quickly and in a cow shed of all places. How, how's the mum and the baby? Yeah, um, we're, we're good. Uh, really well, thank you. Uh, my wife, look, Mary, oh, she's She's just been amazing, a real superstar. And and the baby too, he is good, yeah. Okay, good, good to hear. Joseph, but look, if you don't mind me asking, there has been a bit of speculation about your new baby. I mean, you might not even be aware of this, but we're hearing rumours about the birth of a king and some are saying that he could actually be your son. Joseph, are you claiming by any chance to be some kind of a king yourself? No, no, not at all. I'm just uh, a carpenter actually, just from Nazareth, so yeah. Okay, I've got to be honest, I'm a little bit confused by our information here then at the minute. Um, let's start with this. Are you a descendant of King David? Uh, yes, I am a descendant of King David, and that's that's why I'm here in Bethlehem for the census. See, I was born here in Bethlehem. Okay, as I understand it from the reports that I'm hearing, can we assume that 
then at some stage in the future, you will be challenging Herod for the kingship. Is that at least correct? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Okay. Yeah, no, no on that one. All right, well, we spoke to some shepherds a little earlier who were making some pretty bold claims about your child, referencing your son as some kind of new king. In fact, Joseph, today I've had several conversations which, if they are to be believed, seem to be pointing to your child being some kind of messiah. Well, yeah, it's not really my place to say. Um, But from what I've been told, I would say it's actually much more than that. Wait, what? I mean, sorry, it seems to be like you're saying your son is the Messiah, the new king. Joseph, that is a, a very dangerous claim to make. King Herod has killed many people for far less and disposed of anyone who has challenged his throne. Yeah, uh, look, I, I understand. Um, but it's not Herod's throne that we're talking about here. Uh, Herod is all about ruling by power and violence. And, well, this child will teach the world about a different way, you know, a way of peace, a, a way of love, a new way of relating to each other and, and to God as well. Sorry, sweetheart. I'm, I'm there in a minute. Okay, babe. Yeah, Hannah, uh, look, I've got to go, really. Um, but can I say, you're, you're absolutely welcome to come down here and meet him for yourself if you'd like to. In fact, everyone's welcome. Oh, that's a really kind gesture, Joseph. We really appreciate it with such a young baby. But look, before you go, I mean, congratulations to uh, Mary, is it? And Joseph, congratulations to you as well on becoming a father. Uh, thank you. It's, that's very kind. But uh, let me just clear one thing up there. I'm not actually the father. So, yeah. uh, hang on. If you're not the father, then uh, what? Wh- who- yeah, just a moment, Mary. Yeah, sorry, Hannah. I've I've really got to go. Uh, just you, just a few more seconds because I mean, I'm yes, oh, sorry, Hannah, but I do I do got to run. But my Joseph, wife if and, you're not the yeah, father, who it's, is? It's been really great talking. Got to go. Joseph, take care. Joseph, if you're again. not the father, then can you at least tell us who is? Jo- are you there, Joseph? Do we still have Joseph on the line? Oh, well, I tell you what, that is frustrating, isn't it? I guess, I guess it's kind of understandable. I mean, a new child just born and all of that. Look, I have to say, I am not 100% sure that I follow exactly what just happened there. But uh, look, we are coming up to the news sport and weather here on News Talk BC. So, well, I mean, it's been an unusual show this afternoon. So what can I say? Uh, um, look, I, I guess every new parent thinks that their baby is God's gift to planet Earth. And every parent hopes that their child will grow up to change the world. Well, Joseph and Mary, let's hope so. Uh, New sport and weather coming up next. I'm Hannah Dupolanski-Alderman. This is Newstalk BC. This Christmas program has been made with the support of New Zealand On Air.